You're listening to Between the Sessions podcast with Hamish and Alex. Hi guys and welcome to episode two of uh, Between Sessions with Hamish and Alex. Um, Alex, how are you? I'm very good. Thanks, First, Hamish. you know, guys, we'd like to say thank you so much. The response to our last podcast has been... It's been awesome. It's been awesome. You know, everyone's been listening to it and been giving us some great feedback. So we appreciate um, everything that you've been sending our way, guys. Um, it's been awesome. So we're pretty inspired to keep doing more. Mm. Um, so, yeah, give us more of your feedback. Give us more of your thoughts as we um, continue through. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Um, So today's topic will be how self-talk affects your performance in the gym. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, I suppose, continuing on from that, I suppose what, not just in the gym as well, like we'll probably branch out into how how self-talk can affect you in general. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. But um, for now, we'll stick to in your performance in the gym. Uh, So how, how how your thoughts and what you say to yourself affects your performance okay so specifically you're trying to we're trying to grasp whether the chatter that's inside your head yeah like the or autonomous the, or the environment yeah. and whether that affects the performance of say lifting a, a deadlift or the amount of weight you would lift into a deadlift yeah. for example yeah, off the or, floor or the reps or anything to do with the with the lift okay fantastic yeah awesome all right, so this question or this topic came up because we had a similar example because, in the gym. Yeah, in one of my sessions, I was noticing a client was saying, not not too bad, but going towards a negative self-talk style yeah. instead of a positive or just like a neutral, neutral style of self-talk. So like picking up the weights to do an incline bench press and being like, oh, this is so heavy, I can't do this. And then getting to five or six reps and being like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. And like, I knew that she could do it. Yeah. Because I can see what, what she's been doing the entire session and, and how she's been working up until that session. Yeah. So um, I guess I pulled her up on that after the session mm-hmm. and just told her to sort of like how it affects you. Yeah. And how it's how I've dealt with it in my own training and everyday life and to for the next session to watch so what's been what's been your experience like you said that i mean look i I think it's obviously it's one thing to have these thoughts or this chatter going on it's another thing to be aware of it yeah and then it's another thing to take control of that chatter yeah and use it for your benefit so yeah you've done that for yourself i've done that for myself yeah um i think i might have even touched on it last episode when we were doing the introduction how i used to say like if you went into the gym for a week or so and thought, oh man, I'm looking skinny, I'm not, not feeling good, mm. blah, blah, blah. Then your results for however long you were thinking like that and maybe even a little bit longer would, would um, what's the word? Would reflect your thoughts. Yeah, right, right. So if I thought I was skinny and I was training like that for a week and thinking, oh God, I'm weak, I can't push my normal weights. Yeah then the next week I would not make any gains. I wouldn't make any progress. So, so it's kind of like a real direct correlation between your temperament and your results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me personally, I really noticed a big turnaround in results physically when I was a lot more positive mentally. Mm-hmm. 
And even just like if you were sort of joking about it, like training with a mate and you're like, oh man, I'm huge. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm looking big today. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then you just get bigger because you're so confident in your own self. I think it comes back, I've read a book, um, Supernatural by Dr. D. Dispenza, yeah. Joe Dispenza, sorry. Yeah. And, you know, he, he talks about the thinking, feeling, thinking model. Yeah. How, you know, you think th- certain thoughts, you feel a certain way. Yeah. And then you start thinking more thoughts about the way you're feeling. So then you... you Feel feel more of that, and you think more thoughts, and it's kind of in a loop. Yeah, loop. Yeah, and I guess you know that's a big part of fitness that a lot of a lot of us don't really um, touch upon because maybe it's it's a little bit hard to get any real results with it. But I guess if you're thinking really positive thoughts, then you feel really good, which is what you're saying, and yeah. then yeah. that leads to better thoughts about yourself, which then leads to feeling even better, yeah. which then would lead to um, getting those results, which then you feel better from, which means you think better thoughts. Yeah, that loop. <laughs> that loop. But then the, the, the other way is just as obvious or probably more obvious yeah. is if you're thinking negative thoughts, then you feel bad about yourself, yep. which means you think more thoughts that are bad about yourself and then you get a bad result, yeah. which leads to you feeling really bad about yourself and then thinking more thoughts. Yeah. And I read a study earlier today that was saying they had 66,000 participants in the study and 75 to 80% of the participants automatically had negative self-talk. Wow. So it's, I think it's the more common, yeah, the be. more common way to think about your training. Well, I think just in general. I yeah, think, just in general. I think a lot of people as a default mindset approaches things neg- negatively. Yeah. You know, whether it's lifting weights from the floor or whether it's getting a new job or finding that partner or whatever it is, yeah. I think many of us um, step out <coughs> with a bit of a negative mind, mindset. Yep. Um, and I think that, you know, I was doing a lot of research and it was kind of suggesting also that, um, you know, that our, our brains are not really wanting us to change or our body not wanting us to change because when we, when we are in a, um, a changing environment, mm. it's actually fearful to us, or, yeah. or the body considers it as a as a danger. Yeah. We 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 love to be in our comfort zone. So, yeah. I guess if we've all got a predisposition to be negative, or to be um, to think less of ourselves, or to be um, pessimistic, or mm. to be you know logical or rational, I think that rationality leads to being skewed to being negative, and. Um, yeah, I, I think that's also a biology that we're trying to fight because, yeah. you know, everything that we're surrounded is with is don't step out of your comfort zone, be fearful because that's actually safe. Yeah. So, and I know that that's maybe a big stretch from lifting, a, you know, a bar off the floor, but yeah. I think it's all very interrelated. Yeah, and there's a lot of different stresses as well nowadays mm. because our fear response was built for like uh hunting and gathering yeah 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 yeah, that's right yeah so we were we were meant to feel stress when we're getting attacked from an animal or or have a stress response when we're hunting for an animal yeah but now that we're not we don't have to do that i guess our stress hormones do you get do you get get attacked by animals regularly or yeah a lot really oh yeah oh okay what type of animals kind of come out for one Are you calling me some sort of an animal? No. Is that because I'm black? No. Is this turned into some sort of racist podcast? <laughs> what the hell is this? Is this an intervention? <laughs> this is an intervention. 
sorry, sorry, we digress. We digress. Um, um, yeah, well, you're right, you know. Yeah, but we don't have those. We don't have animals chasing us through the streets anymore. Well, we I don't think have that, to go and kill yeah. animals for food. We just go to cold. True, and, and I think the point as well that you're saying is, you know, those stresses would have been instant and yeah. then the threat would have gone away and we would return back to some sort of homeostasis or, yeah. or, or we would relax or chill out. Yeah. And I think we're under a constant, maybe not as extreme uh, threat as a saber-toothed tiger jumping out at us mm. or, a, or an animal or me, in your case, yeah. jumping out at you. But um, <laughs> we're under some sort of low level of stress consistently. And I think in in any format, any part of nature doesn't work well under that kind of consistent stress. Consistent. Like nothing really survives well yeah. Yeah. under those kind of conditions. It'll eventually disintegrate. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, that's that's something that affects all of us. Affect, yeah, it affects all of us. Mm. Um, I think another another point of the negative self-talk can be a lot of people spending time on social medias, mm. especially like Instagram where you might, if you're into fitness and you follow fitness models or, it can be brutal. or performance athletes, yeah, they're only showing you the good part. Spot on. They're showing you their successes, how good they looked ripped. They're not yep. showing you how fat they are in the off-season no, or, no. or if they've sprained their ankles or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. So you see only the good things and you compare yourself to it, yep. which, which just sort of sponsors negative self-talk. Absolutely. That I can't, think, the, I can't do it oh, attitude. Yeah, you know? I'm You're not, right. I'm not 4% body fat yep. all year round. Like and this I don't have a waist like that or yeah. I don't have abs like that. Or, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's actually a really big thing. And I, and I think, you know, I was talking to another client before, like, you know, there's a, there's a lot, obviously, in the media and just known in society that a lot of that negative self-talk and, and body image affects a lot of women. Yeah. And we have a whole bunch of things like anorexia and body dysmorphia. Mm. Yep. But now that's actually happening in young men as well. Oh, big time. You know, apparently as, as young as 12 are also worrying about whether they have abs and yeah. whether they got muscles. And, you know, guys that young are going to the gym trying to build themselves up, yeah. you know, to try and you know, um, replicate or, or, or reach these sort of unrealistic body expectations. And yeah. It's kind of driving us insane and it's driving us to be very sick. And I guess yeah. that's another level of stress now, isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, you're trying to make your biology do something that it may be not designed to do yeah. or it's not, not a realistic expectation. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of those uh, athletes are not natural athletes anyway. Yeah. So they're... Or, or, or you don't really see what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, like, I don't they think... show you the good parts. And they, and they don't show you the sacrifices. Yeah, that's you true. You know, there was a, a, an article in Precision Nutrition and it talked about different levels of body fat yeah. and then the different levels of sacrifices for the, to maintain those. Yeah. And it even had like, you know, say it was 15% body fat and active social life and it was like 10% body fat and it was like minimal active life and it was like five percent body fat like no social life yeah, no going pure out dieting pure dieting napping yeah. and yeah sure you see an instagram and the guy looks fantastic but you know it depends what your values are if, like yeah. for me i value friendship and connection and 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 those kind of things and to have to give that up for a five percent body fat yeah. it's not my thing now for somebody else that might be worth it that's totally oh, cool yeah. Yeah. but i think that's where we get lost because values are not aligned you know yeah. People don't think, oh, well, yeah, I want to have that, those abs, but am I prepared to give up? Yeah. What am I prepared to give up in order to attain that? Mm. I think that's where we kind of lose our way. Yeah. And that can go back to goal setting as well. Absolutely, yeah. Because if you set yourself little small achievable goals and sort of try not to compare yourself to that, you'll get to where you want to be. Mm. If you hit your little goals in order to get to a bigger goal, yeah. you'll eventually get there. Well, I think it's, it draws on the fact that we've all just got to really be the best version of ourselves. I know that sounds so corny. Yeah. 
really does. But it, it's, it's, it does sound corny, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I sound like a, a hippie. I am a hippie, though. Um, but, you know, really trying to be look at your own best and it's great i think competition's great i think community is great i think yep. trying to you know have role models are great but i think at the end of the day the competition should only lie within yourself i think it's when it's trying to validate yourself yeah that's where things get kind of messy mm-hmm. have you experienced any of this yourself uh, growing up i think earlier in my training days i did mm. comparing yourself to other people in the gym or mm. other people on social media and you just want to get bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger to keep up mm. or be the best, which is kind of good competition-wise, but it might not be the healthiest mentality yeah. or or um, physically. Mm. But I think eventually I sort of fell into the bracket of just doing it to feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be able to move better every day and not, not wake up stiff and sore yeah. in the mornings. So, and and is, that, is that a mindset you just arrived to or were you, were you, do you think people along the way helped you get there? I think people along the way definitely helped me get there. Like you would have helped me get there just from yeah. just from uh, aiding me in like my meditation practices yeah, 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 and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but also it's kind of it's kind of tiring, I feel like. Mm. If you're always trying to push to be better than someone else. Yeah. It's just tiring. I, I guess I just thought like, this yeah i just i'm just gonna try and be better than i was yesterday yeah yeah and then you get better every day anyway mm. yeah it's true i think it comes back to the intentions because i was just thinking about when i was younger i was moving away from fitness but yeah. you know how you grow up with these certain friends that you um they're not really friends they're almost frenemies like yeah you're friends with them but you really you you either envy them or you're not really it's not a real true friendship you're always kind of comparing yourself to them kind of friendship. Yeah. And, you know, you feel good when you're above them and you feel shit when you're below them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think I had a lot of those in my uh, in my younger days and, you know, as I got older, I realised that that's just a an energy-zapping oh, relationship yeah. to be in. Obviously got rid of those, but yeah. it's kind of that. It's mm-hmm. kind of having these comparison relationships in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I guess for anybody out there that's kind of feeling the same thing or has that, like, honestly, the best step you can actually take is to remove yourself from yeah. those relationships to yeah. be honest unless you can rise above it yeah i think a lot of the times if i look back at those times the the best thing for me was to actually remove myself from those relationships yeah. because it always was about being who had the better car who had the more more girls which was always me but still you know these are <laughs> things that <laughs> i used to win in that category but but, you know you're always comparing yourself to where they're at and if they had something that you didn't have then you wanted it and yeah and it becomes this really so you, you sort of lose yourself. Yeah. And I found that by divorcing myself from those relationships, letting them go, yep. I was able to find out who I really wanted to be, and then I attracted the relationships that would help me grow as a better person, as opposed to being a competitive one where I was trying to get on top of them. Yeah. And I think that's a big difference too. Mm. Yeah. And do you find that you really need alone time? Like, I'm I'm definitely like, that type I feel of like person. Some people might be scared to push away those type yeah, of friends because yeah. they're scared to be with themselves. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just a me thing. I'm I'm happy being a lone wolf. So am I. Yeah, I'm yeah. really happy to be by myself. See, 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 Erica is not that. Yeah. See, Erica generates her energy from people. Erica is Hamish's wife, by the way. So yeah, Erica is my if wife. You know. She's a Latino. Um, and she is the queen of confidence. If you want to check out her stuff, mm. please go to at the queen of confidence. Yeah. 
she's awesome. Um, on Instagram, she is uh, amazing and does all life coaching and confidence coaching for women. And she's a little cray cray. Like you need to kind of like her flavor um, to be with that. Yeah. And she is definitely a kind of person that the the more people she's around, the, the more energized she feels. Yeah. And I, and I'm very much the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I find that as much as I love people, I need time alone in darkness in order to regenerate. And I, and I think yeah. that's okay. Mm. I think oh, you just yeah. kind of got to know who you are. And I think there was a period where I thought I needed to be like her. And I think in our marriage, and I think there was even a time she thought she needed to be like me. And once we were kind of accepting of how we both operate, it even helped our own relationship better because she's kind of like, you need some alone time. I'm like, yeah, and not offend her by that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's just that with some people. And that's a good point because, you know, I'm of one particular yep. breed. You might, some other people might need their relationships so they're not so eagerly um, wanting to push away. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you talked about just before we chat on the podcast, we, we're, going, we're talking about sort of self-talk and how that affects you in the gym. Yeah. And you had three kind of types three types of self-talk do you want to talk a little bit about that and explain to people what those three are and how you can kind of identify which one you are so the the main three that i've sort of come across were is a negative self-talk which seems the most as i was saying earlier seems the most uh prevalent yeah um positive self-talk and then there was assisted self-talk so assisted self-talk could come in the form of like instructional self-talk or um uh, motivational self-talk mm. and when I say internally or externally well, both sort okay, of okay. so intern you can sort of instruct yourself you've got to sort of know when to internally um instruct or motivate yeah um so and that one that assisted one is sort of i guess where we come into play and as, as coaches and trainers yeah, coaches yeah, and yeah motivating people yeah. Um, just the normal positive self-talk is like when you're training and you're like, I can, I can do this, I can mm. rep this out and you're, you're egging yourself on. Um, and then negatives, like I was saying before, you, just, you tell yourself you can't down. do it. And, and, and I guess if you think about, you know, we talked about relationships, the relationship between the trainer and the client, it's always harder for us if we're positively trying to talk to them or motivate them yeah. and there's a negative self-talk going on internally yeah that creates a big conflict because yeah. we're trying to get them to do something or go in a certain direction yeah. and they're not so i guess a more coherent relationship is one where a client is working on their internal dialogue yeah while uh, listening to a trainer who is also trying to help them along the way and i guess yeah. there's it, there's also lessons for us as trainers to work out how we can help a client move from a negative to a more positive yeah. internal self-talk yeah. so that what we say resonates with them more. Because I can only imagine if you've got a negative self-talk and someone's going, come on, man, you can do it, one more rep, you probably tell them to, like, piss off. Yeah, unless they're, they're like, like your idol yeah, and you've yeah. got your entire trust well, that in could that be, one person. That could be otherwise really quite irritating. Yeah. To have someone yeah. be like, come on, push it, and you're like, yeah, I can't. Man, I can't push it. Yeah, off. yeah, it can be quite negative yeah. and make it more, make it worse. Yeah, right. So I guess as coaches, we kind of need to be aware of that. Yeah. And if we feel that that's kind of what's going on in the background, trying to help our clients get through yeah. trans, you know, transitioning to something a bit more positive. Yeah. What's kind of, do you have any ideas on what kind of tools or techniques that a client can use to flip their self-talk? I was going to ask you how, how you, or do you know which 
like while you're training, what kind of what are you thinking about while you train? Look, I I I think on a very superficial level, I think it's about creating positive states for myself. Yeah. And the things that I kind of use to get myself into state is is music. Yep. Like I think music is a really it is for me anyway. It's a big thing, and I feel like there's certain songs that I can listen to that can make me go from being like I really can't be bothered to let's let's fucking do this workout today. Yeah. You know. So for me, that's a big tool. Yeah. So they sort of act like like you've anchored those songs spot on into your psyche into your psyche. Or, yeah. Yeah. And then when they play, they trigger that response. Correct. So that's definitely one big tool for me. Yeah, music. That's similar to me. So yeah. that would be the same for you. And I think a lot of people use music. Yeah. Um, but what about say you're say you are thinking negatively, like oh man, I can't be bothered. I know you meditate a lot. Does meditation help you? Absolutely. Help yeah. Help you take control of your thoughts and then switch them around yeah look i think definitely meditation does but i feel maybe for me meditation is something you do beforehand you know oh, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like meditation is a practice like a workout yeah and yes uh, there's so many benefits to it but it's kind of like you can't pull the meditation card out when you need it you know it's like yeah or you need to train for meditation so that when you're in that moment, it's like training for a competition. Yeah, yeah. You don't go, I need to lift up this barbell in competition. You train for that so when you're in competition, That's right. you're able to lift. Yeah. And I think meditation's the same. It's like when you're confronted with a difficult moment, whether it's at the gym or in life, mm. most people will either turn to meditation or prayer or God or whatever. It's like, help me now. It's like, you need to cultivate that before you get into this yeah. situation. Yep. So when I'm in that moment, Meditation doesn't really help unless I've done the work already. Yeah. Then yeah, I can change my thoughts. I mean, yeah. If I haven't been meditating or I haven't been doing it consistently enough to get the benefits of it, I find deep breath work really helps. Yeah. So that's where that Wim Hof yeah. breathing or shamanic breathing where I'm really altering my breath and altering my state. Yep. Uh, maybe with music as music well. As well. Really like kind of, yeah, like a priming. Yeah. Really helps me change. Yep my state pretty instantly yeah and i got that one off tony robbins and that was that's yeah. been a really great um tool for me so though that's my emergency it's like cool i'm not feeling really good and it's kind of like <laughs> really good breaths that's a normal breath nothing was going on while i was doing that i was i was it's all clean here so yeah so it's kind of like that really fast kind of rapid breathing and that kind of changes my state yeah makes me a little lightheaded <laughs> As I am now, I'm kind of losing consciousness and about to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it makes me a little bit lightheaded, a bit tingly, but I feel like that changes my state pretty quickly. Yeah. And I can kind of break the thoughts that are making me feel a bit negative. Yep. So, yeah, there's, there's a couple of tools. You got anything that you use? But I use the similar, like... Uh... Regular regular meditation for me helps helps me to control my own thoughts mm. when it comes to those thoughts being like, ah, oh, you can rest today, fuck it. You trained hard yesterday. Yeah. When you really should be training, mm. and then you can think to use, like clear clear your thoughts out a little bit and think that you need to train. Yeah, you can kind so, of get through. Yeah, yeah, similar to what you do, like a little yeah. timing technique. Um, but yeah, I also use an anchor of one particular video on YouTube. Oh, that's anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one particular video on YouTube, and it's actually of Kai Green, who does a lot of thoughts become things, mm, a mm, lot of mm, work yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but there's a speech that he says, which is my trigger. Yeah, right. 
so I can just listen to that and then I'm ready to go. Maybe if we've got some show notes section or something in this podcast, we can yeah, add I that. Think, so then yeah, if clients want to check that YouTube video out. It might help, but it's, I suppose... It's yeah, well, it gives them an idea of what... Yeah, and that gives you a visual sensation, I guess, as well as a yeah. vocal. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah. he's a... Mm. He's a big bodybuilder, mm-hmm. which is the type of training that I'm into, so he motivates me. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess another another thing that I've been watching a lot of lately is Matt Fraser. Okay. He's a, he's, he won the 2017 and 2018 CrossFit Games. Yeah, right. Was, it, was that on Netflix? Yeah, both of those. They've got a documentary for each one. Okay. Those on Netflix. What's that? What's that Actually, called? they've got 2016 and 2017, but he won the 2018 one. Yeah, what's that called? Uh, the first one's called Fittest on Earth. Yeah. And then the second one's called Redeemed and Dominant. Okay. Um, and there's actually a... The female that won is Australian. Oh, yeah, Tia yeah. Claire Toomey, yeah, just yeah, from yeah. up in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've watched a lot of his training videos, and he's, also, he's always saying the one line that he always repeats to himself is, I'm going to do today what others aren't willing to, mm. so that tomorrow I can do what others can't. Yeah, I love that. And I've been using that a lot lately. Mm, yeah, yeah, So you're yeah. really pushing yourself yeah. to give your best... Uh, performance every day session yeah so that just in case tomorrow you need to give more than somebody else can that's right it's a bit more it's a bit like the comparing thing but yeah i, I guess it I, pushes me to be yeah yeah no i get and i think it's a positive push yeah you know yeah and i, and I think um you know it's, it's about demanding excellence of yourself you know and i think yeah. another coach mentor you know was you know when, when she spoke um had had said the same thing, you know, demand excellence of yourself every day or 100% ex- excellence or 110%, you know. Yep. And again, it comes back to what we were chatting about, the best of yourself. Yeah. And, I, and I think that takes a little bit of being honest and a bit of truth and mm. sitting down and being truthful with yourself about whether you could have actually pushed more and whether you gave it your all and, yeah. and demanded excellence yeah. or whether you're being a bit lazy and, you know, yeah. you're not pushing or not getting the most out of yourself, yeah. you know. And I know there's a fine line between pushing yourself and being able to rest and recover and knowing yeah. how that system works. Yep. But um, I think for many of us, it's you know the lack of being able to push through and to get more out of ourselves. Because I think once we push our limits, we find that those limits can be extended outwards oh, yeah. and create and create new limits. Yeah. I mean, I've I've known that for myself because even as I'm getting older, I'm not that old, but. Yeah. You know, as I as I hit, you know, <laughs> as I edged towards seventy, seventy, fucking asshole. Uh, as I edged towards forty, um, you know, it, that old that mindset. It's not even my mindset. It's probably mindset that's been implemented there from my parents. But you know, the, I'm getting old now, and yeah. I'm a dad now, so I don't need to do as much. I don't need to push as much, and. And, you know, kind of accepting those norms. And if I think about it, that's a lot. That's that's what my dad says. My dad's like, oh, I'm getting old now. I'm 70. And, mm. and I mean, he is old, but, you know, I think he's older because of the old thoughts. Yeah. You know? And you, you, you were telling me something in the car about those words that old, old oh, people. Yeah, what was, what was, was that? A, there was some case study that I was reading earlier um, about, I can't remember how many people. They had, a, they had a control group and then a group that they were feeding words to. Mm. And the words were sort of related to old people mm. so no, nothing like in regards to being slow or or being sluggish or anything but just just words that are sort of related to older older people yeah and they put them they put both groups into a into a area with four rooms yeah and after implanting or well not implanting but giving these people the thoughts of those those words 
they asked them to move between the rooms. Hmm. And the group that had been thinking about these older older people type words yeah. moved a lot slower through the rooms than the people who hadn't. Yeah, wow. So the thoughts had just I would wonder them. I would love to know what these older words were. Yeah. I like th- yee hee yee hee. I might have it. Come on, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like olden day words. Um <laughs> Keep, keep talking. Oh, we'll be back after this break with another <laughs> announcement. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, I get your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get yeah. your point. So there's yeah. So like so that's a good example of um, yeah. words that we say to ourselves affecting our actual physical yeah, affecting the performance performance or yeah. physical abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else? Um, I think we're pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yep, so we're coming with some tools for people to use. Um, yeah, check them out, see if you're uh, experiencing any of that so we can see the real importance of, um, you know, self-talk, you know, whether that's negative or positive. And I right. think a, a, the first step probably is calling yourself out on it. Spot on. So if you're in the gym and you think, oh, man, I can't do this last set. Being aware. Be aware of that. Yeah, yeah. And then tell yourself to that you can do the last yep. set, you know what I mean? Number two would be, like, talk to your trainer. Yeah. Because together we can work yeah, with we you can work together. for a range of tools. Yeah. Because if we don't know what you're, what's going on the inside, then what we're saying could be making it worse. Yep. And then number three is like let's find those actual tools that work for you, whether it's music or video yeah, or finding, affirmations. Finding an anchor. Or finding an anchor yeah. that actually gets you into that state yep. so that you can get the best performance out of your workouts. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thank you, guys. Well, that's been an informative chat with Alex and myself. I've enjoyed that. I've got more out of it than I thought. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, We would love, again, your feedback and your ideas on anything that we've presented today. Um, Yeah. We've had a lot of feedback in person uh, throughout the last week, which has been really nice, and even just messaging. So thanks for that. So thank you so much. So we'll bring more episodes to you in the near future. Um, We've got some cool topics. We've got some really cool topics. And we're going to get some interviews here, Uh, maybe some of our trainers, maybe even some of you clients out there that might be listening in. You know, I'd love to get your perspective on your training and having a PT and all the health and fitness industry and what you're going through. So um, listen out for more of those. And, yeah, that's it. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll speak to you very soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to our episode. We would love to connect uh, via social with you guys. And you can find us on Instagram at AlterEgoHFS um, and on Facebook, AlterEgo Holistic Fitness Studio. So find us on Facebook or on Instagram. Send us a message. Give us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you and get you more podcast episodes soon.